0: All right, let's do this. Diamond Envy podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. Diamond Envy is always brought to you by Cavens Construction. Check them out, CavensConstruction.com. You probably read the title for today's episode, and I promise it is not misleading because this is 100% absolutely a Nicole May Appreciation Podcast episode today. Uh, Wow, what a weekend. I am just so happy for her and what she's been able to do this weekend. It's just been fantastic and so much fun to watch. Um, which, by the way, um, I- I'm recording this as the Sunday game's going to start here in about 45 minutes. But, you know, we got the Super Bowl going on later tonight. I've got some duties there. So I-, I thought it was you know already safe to record before the last game has started. Honestly, because I think Nicole May is 100% the story of the weekend. And I, I think there's a lot to take away here. But I think it's just such a great example of seeing something through. You know, this isn't an anti-transfer portal stance by me. I think there's a lot of good things that can come with the transfer portal and has come with the transfer portal. Look at Haley Lee. Anyone else excited about her after this weekend? Yeah, I, I thought so. But, you know, Nicole may could have been a player that entered into the transfer portal last year. And honestly, no one would have blamed her for that. And no one would have thought any different um, of her if she would have entered into the portal. You know, to be fair, she wasn't Jordy Ball or Hope Troutwine last season. Nicole May was your number three a year ago. Granted, she was a really good number three and maybe the best number three in all of college softball last year. But there was an overwhelming thought at the end of the season of, yeah, you know, she's had a great career at OU. She's won a lot of games. She's won a couple of rings. Now, I wouldn't be surprised at all. And good for her if she does this. She'll go somewhere where she can be the number one because it's just not going to happen at OU. You remember those conversations? You remember those thoughts? And again, if she did that, I would have been rooting for her. And I'm guessing that you probably would have been uh, rooting for Nicole May as well. She would have found somewhere to be the number one. I have no doubt about that. But instead, she stuck it out here. And despite Jordy Ball coming back, despite Storocco and Deal coming in, like she stayed. And this team is undefeated, as I'm speaking right now, because of her decision to come back. But Patty tried to tell us earlier in the week that Nicole May was poised to have her best year. Patty knows best, and she's the GOAT for a reason. But it really, after this weekend, looks like there's a really good chance that, that that can be true. And just what a spot last night. Washington has all the momentum. Jordy didn't have her best stuff. You're playing a really good program out on the West Coast, and Patty says, all right, Nicole, you're up. And she came in and was brilliant as a reliever. Not an easy thing to do, especially when you've kind of been a starter your whole career. Coming in in that spot, is it's, it's not easy. It's really difficult, and she was brilliant. When the pressure was at the highest last night, she brought her best stuff. And she got OU out of a couple of necessary jams to win that softball game last night. It was huge. And, you know, this isn't the first time in Nicole's career that she's been good in clutch spots. But that team needed her last night. It really needed her last night. and She came through. To leave them loaded like that in the fourth and to come back and close it out, striking out, what, seven of the last nine, or excuse me, seven of the last 11 hitters she saw? Come on now. She's the player of the week for me. And this is on top of what she did Thursday night and that one nothing win in eight innings, right? Didn't have any run support really whatsoever. And that's twice this weekend that she carried OU to a victory. She's been her best so far this year. 18 strikeouts already in just 10 and a third innings. Only allowed five hits. No runs allowed. Nicole May's been elite this weekend. And again, I guess I haven't watched everyone in college softball this weekend. I've watched a lot. But... Nicole May, it's it's going to be hard to find someone else who has been as dominant as her in the entire sport over the past weekend. You know it She'll continue to be a huge part of the team this year. Right? She's your best pitcher this weekend. And what I love last night and even going into earlier this morning, I love all the support that she's getting on social media. I saw Jackie tweeting about it. Um, I saw that Seth was tweeting out about it as well. Alex DiRocco. Really, everyone that watched that game, was saying how awesome Nicole May was and and giving her props for the tough spot that she was put in and able to come through. It's hard to not be a really big fan of Nicole May. I I know I am, and I can't wait to see what she does uh, for the rest of the year. Um, I I do have a few other observations uh, about the Mark Campbell Invitational this weekend, and we'll get to those, but real quick, I want to remind you, title sponsor of the Diamond Invy podcast is Cavens Construction. Mold testing, they'll do some mold removal, uh, they do it all, five-star player, like we say all the time, just like T.R.A. Jennings, but uh, tornado response, smoke and fire damage restoration and cleanups, uh, structural emergencies, winter storm responses, snow removal, hopefully and we're not talking about that anymore around the state of Oklahoma, but, but they do it all. Dumpster rentals, dryer cleaning, uh, cleaning air duct cleaning. So, 13 years in the business, they do roofing in Oklahoma, Kansas, Texas, and Arkansas. Environmental work in Oklahoma, Kansas, and Arkansas. CavensConstruction.com uh, for uh, how they can help you. They are the surgeons of property damage, and they put your property back together. Go support uh, Gary and the team, because they support this podcast and uh, OU Athletics. All right, so some, some takeaways from the weekend. Maybe Jen Schroeder is right. Maybe OU won't hit 80 bajillion homers this year. OU's a tad off pace of that so far. But look, I'm not worried about this team at the plate. And I I don't think that you should be either. And if there's there's a few out there that are worried about the offense and worried about the bats, I, I think you have unrealistic expectations. Like, has this offense been elite this weekend? No. I'm, no I No, I don't think that that's been the case. It can be better, but guess what? I think it will be better. And I think I have enough of a sample size with so many of these players in the past to have that take. And let's also remember, this goes back to the unrealistic ex- expectations. OU's played some really good teams this weekend. Washington's got a squad, and I, I don't I don't think that they're ranked high enough right now. I know they're in the top 25, but I think Washington's better softball team than maybe with that ranking that they have next to their name shows that... This team is fine. Like, don't panic. They're they're okay. Like, I refuse to be any sort of concerned with this offense. Not at all. I I know Brito's going to hit, and Brito did. Had a huge home run against Washington on Saturday night. I know Grace. I know Jada. I I know when they get healthy again, that's when they're going to be their best. Right. We also have to remember that D one softball. Had your starting catcher, Kinsey Hansen, ranked, what, in the top 20 of players going into the season? I'll remind you, Kinsey Hansen didn't play for OU this weekend. So the offense will be fine. It will be better moving forward. And I don't think it's going to take them very long to look a lot better offensively. Like, again, like 45 minutes away from Game 2. like It probably happens on this Sunday, and it probably continues into the next week. Don't panic. Don't worry about the offense. I also refuse to be concerned about the defense. Um, Seth Oliveris tweeted this out. Seth, is it Oliveris or Oliveris? Let me know on that. But he tweeted this out, and I agree. Seth said, you know, through four games this year, OU's had four errors. And through six games last season, OU had five. And he says, something tells me that we'll be fine. I I agree with that. Because I think we can all agree that OU was an elite defensive team last year, right? I think it's the same thing with the bats. I have enough of a sample size to know that Grace Lyons is an elite shortstop. I have enough of a sample size to know that Jada Coleman is elite defensively and almost single-handedly dominated the game defensively in the game where they won the national championship. Same thing for a lot of other players as well on the defensive end. Like, it hasn't been the cleanest weekend, but this team is fine. They'll figure it out on that end. I'm not worried about it. It was a great point by uh, uh, Seth to say they were elite last year. Here's how they started. It's just early on in the year. Don't, Don't take what's happened at least the bad part of it, as the gospel is what's going to happen the rest of the year. It hasn't been the cleanest weekend, but I I guess that could be in a take in itself. You know, This team's still undefeated, and maybe they've played their B game, maybe it's their C game. I I, I don't know, that's that's up to uh, you to decide, but if we want to say their B game, well, that's been enough to beat some really good teams this weekend. And I don't think anyone's going to argue with me that this team will find a way to play its best softball. I know that. You know that. We we all do. So, no, it wasn't the perfect weekend. That's okay. I mean, it was a perfect weekend in terms of, as I'm talking to you, how many losses they've had. But what their expectations are as a team, it was not the perfect weekend whatsoever. But that's okay. Like, this team has some things it needs to focus on. Cool. Let Patty be able to show this team the myriad of ways that they can be better, and I, I don't hate that whatsoever. I also don't hate the crowds this weekend. I'm also not surprised by them either. OU is the biggest draw in the sport, in case you haven't been paying attention. That's not just in the state of Oklahoma. That's out on the West Coast. It's just so cool to routinely see people bust down the doors to see this softball team. I i, I love it. Um, It's... Just cool to see Washington being out there and some California teams out there. And OU's the biggest draw. That's going to be the same thing coming up in the Mary Nutter here uh, very soon out on the West Coast as well. Call them the show all the time, and I, I call them the the show for for a great reason because because that's what they are. Um, all right, so this was the first attempt. Uh, it's almost like a post game type of a podcast. We're gonna try to do this all year long um, after a big weekend or a big weekend series. Uh, have an episode drop on on Sunday, little short little wrap up things, kind of some overwhelming thoughts um about what I thought over the weekend. And you guys know that I love interaction. That's with the, the radio show on the ref. That's with this podcast. So if you're watching this team at all this year and you've got a take or you've got an opinion with what's going on, fire those in my DMs on Twitter at Tyler underscore McComas or email me Tyler McComas08 at yahoo dot com. I'd love to share your opinions because I want Everyone that listens to this to be a part of it. I know Jessica will she did this when Kinsey had the appendix issue. she's like, "Hey, just in case you didn't see this she's not going to play this weekend." I, I love that. I-, I love the interaction, and I want to bring your takes and your opinions to the podcast as well because OU's got a very knowledgeable softball fan base like that's one thing that is very evident on social media it's very passionate fan base. Jin Schroeder found that out the hard way this week, but it's also very knowledgeable and I want to get as many of you um, involved as well. So we'll continue to do this, like some post-game podcasts throughout the year. Going to do that all year long. Again, thank you for all the support. Heard from Harry James Taylor earlier this week. Uh, heard from Glenn Warshaw after the last episode. By the way, Glenn thinks Tiare is the MVP this year. His surprise player is Kirsten Deal. And Glenn's favorite player is Grace Lyons. Kind of hard to argue with that. Our favorite player on the Diamond Envy podcast is Riley Boone for this year. But Nicole May might might be number two. Yeah. Let's go, Nicole. Great weekend. Love it. Thank you for listening as always. Love you guys. Let's have a blast this season. Talking OU softball, and I'll talk to you next week. Right here on the Diamond Envy podcast, I'm your host, Tyler McComas.